We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Talking Buffalo Podcast, Casual Friday. I'm Patrick Moran. As always, Casual Friday, I am joined by sports writer, sports media personality, my good buddy, Joe Yurden. What's going on, Joe? What's up, dude? Rocking out, man. Just you know, hanging in there, doing the thing. <laughs> Whatever the thing is, I- I'm not quite sure but i'm doing it you are doing it and we are doing this so everybody knows this late on wednesday night so before we even get going let me just say if anything crazy happens on thursday and we're not talking about it you know why (laughs) you know why (laughs) one quick note too so last week we had talked about um we were supposed to be at uh doing the show for friday at casey's black rock in black rock and we're actually going to start that next week. So I want people to know that um, what happened is Casey's a, a Black Rock. They have comedy night the first Thursday of every month. And of course, this being the beginning of August, it was falling on this Thursday. And because it was going to be our first time there, I didn't want to feel rushed. Like we would have had to get done quickly. And I, you know, me and you get going. And sometimes it's going to supposed to be 45, yeah. 50 minutes. We end up going an hour and a half just because... The conversation is good that particular day. And I just didn't want to feel rushed. So I talked to the owner and uh, we will definitely be there. Casey's Black Rock next week. We're going to be there at least a couple times uh, per month. Yeah, they got comedy first Thursday of every month. You know, to be fair, though, I think our comedy is probably better than theirs anyway. <laughs> I say I, I don't I wouldn't want us to get heckled off, you know, off the off the podcast. So I think that that might have gone poorly for that might have that might have made us not want to come back <laughs> or just, you know. <laughs> have a sad Friday the following Friday or something or that or you know bitching people out Friday I don't know (laughs) anything other than casual is probably what would have ensued from that well I'll tell you I'm very much looking forward to obviously I mean I love getting together with you every Friday right now we're just doing this through our computer but I'm very much looking forward to doing it at Casey's because I love that place I love their food I love that vibe and you kind of preview Casey's so after we kind of after we kind of like sealed the deal with them to to sponsor Casual Friday, you went there last week and you kind of checked it out for yourself. Like, what were your thoughts on the place? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I I snuck in there on a Saturday. I think it was a Saturday night, or like Saturday before nighttime kicked in because they said it gets a little bit busier after seven or seven or seven o'clock or so. So I went in. It was about five or five thirty. Mm-hmm. 
settled up at the bar, you know, the bar's gorgeous, gorgeous hardwood bar there. I uh, didn't really tour around because, you know, it's just me going by myself in there. I don't want to, you know, take a walk around and check out the place. And guys, you know, there's hardly anybody there and have somebody be like, dude, can I help you? Like, <laughs> I just want to look around a little bit, you know, just feel the place out and be like, who the hell are you? Get out. They'll throw you in the, um, they'll throw you in the penalty box that they have there. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw that there in the corner and I was like, man, good thing. I, good thing I didn't do something stupid. I, I didn't need to get, <laughs> get thrown on the box. Um, but yeah, I know I had the, uh, tried out the wings, had to try the wings, you know, it, it's now that we're like getting out to places, which, Hey, might as well get out to places while we can now. Right. Sure. Jesus. Yeah. But, um, had the medium wings really good, really yeah. good. Love the sauce on them. Um, they came out like the medium was like really orange. It was like a really orange looking thing. And I was like, it usually means it's a little milder than normal. No, 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 not the case. That That's when you know, they're giving you real tried and true Frank's. Yeah. Uh, Frank's hot sauce for, for the wings. So they were good. Uh, also had the seasoned curly fries. Cause I, I don't know. I always put wings and fries together for whatever reason. Cause like, I guess if we're going to be a glutton, you might as well have some fries too. <laughs> um, they were really good. They, uh, they came with like this garlic mayo to dip in, which I was always weirded out by mayo in general. And like mayo for fries always seemed like craziness. Cause you know, the line in Pulp Fiction where, you know, where they're like, it's like, yeah, they dipped their fries in mayonnaise and you're just like, what? And like Jules loses his mind over this. And you're just like, what the hell? That seems weird. No, no, it seemed it's, it's kind of a natural, it's kind of a natural thing. And I feel like an idiot for not pairing them together, but uh, it was a good combo. And I'll, I'll say this, this that p- p- beer people might take my, my beer lover card away from this, but they had Utica club on draft. And my rule is if someplace has Utica club on draft, I have to buy Utica club on draft. Gotta get it's it. so rare to get it on draft. Like you have it cans like fine. Like it's, a perfect you know shitty beer you know like <laughs> it's a perfect good shitty beer and having it on draft is just such a nice treat so i love uh, so yeah I it was a, it was a good scene beer. i love shitty oh, beer man. on draft did you have any idea did you know ahead of time that that was a basically a kansas city chiefs backer bar the owner is a huge 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 kansas city chiefs fan did you know that well i i I rem- I'd heard the story at the super bowl like before the afc championship actually because that that turned into a local a local story uh, because the Bills playing the Chiefs, and they were just kind of like, "Hey guys, how you gonna handle this?" And they're like, "No, everybody knows it's a Chiefs bar by now. Like they've got, you know, they got the tons of Mahomes stuff up there. You know, uh, I, I I like the uh, the Dal- the the Dallas Texans mini helmet above the bar to mm-hmm. go with the with the big Chiefs helmet because I was like, oh man, that's, that's a dedicated hard throwback right there. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, but I mean, like the the whole place is just decked out, like. The, the one thing that caught my eye was the Buffalo Sabres football helmet that they had. Cause like that, the, the day, the decor on the, the, the wall, you know, behind the bar is they got football helmets for everything. So there's like Notre Dame, you got the bills, uh, you got the chiefs. Um, and then like, you got like a Sabres helmet too. And I was just like, what, what's what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it looked beautiful. Like the, the Sabres logo is such a perfect logo that you could slap it on anything. And you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. And uh, so, yeah, but like seeing all the chief stuff is very weird. And like, it's kind of muted, kind of muted. Like it could, like it could have painted the whole inside, you know, red and white and yellow and really gone ham with it. But like, um, but you know, like if you're sitting at the bar, you look up, you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I see. I see what's up here. But at least, I mean, they have, they have the nod for Buffalo, but, but man, if Chiefs Bills becomes like a thing the next few years, it's, <laughs> gonna be an, it's gonna be a weird thing for them because I mean, you know, I mean, like, there's always like a backers bar. The team backers bars are everywhere. Every city, there's always some bar where it's like, "Hey, this is where the fans of this right. team hang out." Right. And 
I, I find it weirder in NFL team cities just because it's like, wow, it's, it's a little strange. Like New York City doesn't count. LA doesn't count. Like those cities are gigantic. Of course they do. But like I said, like Buffalo having any other team backer bar seems weird. It is weird. Just because you have to assume everybody's a Bills fan here, which they are. It is very weird. In Florida, there was a couple Bills backer bars, but there were also, I know there was an Eagles backer bar. There was definitely a Steelers backer bar. There were a lot of different um, backer bars for teams because Florida is such a transplant place. Buffalo is not a transplant place. Most people in Buffalo grew up there, you know, so it's very rare where you see other backer bars, which, but I like that. I think it's cool. And good point, by the way, the Bills and the Chiefs, I mean, they're destined to be fighting for some uh, conference championships over over the next couple of years. But yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to, to doing our shows there, at least some of them anyway, on Fridays, kind of like taking us on the road with you even more. I'll tell you, man, since I've been back, Probably the most fun I've had isn't going out to bars with my buddies. I mean, I've done that a couple times or or anything else. I, I think the most fun I've had since I've been back is doing this podcast now because, you know, I'm getting an opportunity to to go to some of these places. And I've been doing shows just this past week uh, or this week, current week. I, I did a show at uh, Beltline Brewery with Lance Lazowski of the Buffalo News. And I had never been there before. And I was very skeptical uh, so we went there. It was for the Finer Wings Club. I taped an edition of that with Lance. And I was mm-hmm. skeptical because, I mean, typically, anyway, breweries aren't known for, for wings, man. They're known for, obviously, for craft mm-hmm. beer, maybe some fries or a burger. But Burgers, yeah. Yeah, typically, wings weren't good. But, man, these wings were, they were on point, man. These 716 wings, which were like, they call them Buffalo Hop. But in reality, they're uh, they're more closer to medium. But they, mm-hmm. were, they were really good. And these all dress wings and Lance will tell you about him. He was raving about them. These were some of the strongest tasting uh, specialty wings I've had anywhere, man. It, it was really cool, man. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun to be able to get out and, and do these shows. And like I said, I'm especially looking forward to doing our thing on Fridays at Casey's, now, hear, but it's been a highlight of my summer so far, honestly. I hear all dressed wings. Now, are, was it, did they use all dressed chips to coat it or was it the, all the ingredients that go on an all dressed chip for the wing? I think, and, and for the record, they would not tell me because I did ask them. Oh, it was sneaky. like their okay. secret. It was definitely barbecue based. I could tell you that. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like you said, I think there was all that thrown on it. It was just strong. I likened it to, all right, as, as much as I love them and I did love them. Like I said, maybe there were a top five or 10 specialty wing that I've had anywhere in Western New York. but. When you drink beer, all right, now, me and you are the same way, by the way, for the record. That Utica, I'm like, I'm going to be all over. I didn't even know Casey said that. I didn't pay attention. I'm going to be all over that shit. If you present <laughs> me, if you present me with a cheap draft beer option, like you said, Utica or, or PBR or something like that, bet your ass I'm taking it, which is why I'm typically not a good fit for, for breweries and, and craft beers because I'm just not about paying seven, eight dollars for a beer. I don't care mm-hmm. how much alcohol content's in it. I don't care where the shit was brewed or any of that stuff, man. But... <laughs> But this place, Even if it's got great flavors, like you wouldn't pay eight bucks for an awesome beer. No, man, I'm a, I'm cheap when it comes to when it comes okay. to beer. It's it's just how I am. But anyway, my point was, if you drink like like kind of fruity beers and they taste really good, like the first mm-hmm. couple are really good, but then you start to get heartburn after a while because they're just too sweet. Mm-hmm. That's what these yeah. wings were like. Like I could, I loved them, but I could probably only have maybe five of them. Like I would have to get an order mix. Like I would get all dressed. And 716 mixed together. Like if I had 10 or more of those, my heart would be. And plus the heat was kicking too, which by the way, 
that's always my parameter when I have wings. If if my forehead is sweating and glistening in my head, you know, my balding head is, is sweaty, <laughs> then I know they're, they're kicking. And the 716, I was fine. But when I had a couple of those all dressed, and I only had three of them, I, it was definitely the heat was coming. When me and Lance resumed because we took a break to eat, and then when we started mm-hmm. uh, taping again, my nose was running a little bit <laughs> when we started taping, man. But it's, but it's been fun, man. It has. You know, I remember last week you were talking about one of the things you like doing or going to Bison's games. Like to you, that's a fun mm-hmm. night out with your buddies. Being able yep. to go to these bars and sit down with people. And like I said, next week, it'll be you as well. It's just, that's been the highlight of my summer. And it's just been a, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been a lot of fun. One, one, one more too, by the way, I got to throw out a plug. So you're listening to this Friday. So Friday night. I'm actually going to be at O'Neill's, which of course is right across the street from Highmark Stadium. I'm going to be doing uh, the Rock Pile Report with those guys. Joe Miller is joining us. And I heard a surprise guest, a former Buffalo Bill. But we'll see. But anyway, that's going to be at uh, O'Neill's. So another opportunity to get wings and drink beer at a bar, man. It's like, you know what? Nice. You know what, Joe? I might not be shit in the grand scheme of things, but for at least a co- And I told my buddy this. I said, at least for a couple hours a week, I feel like a star. You know, yep. you know, if I go to these bars, get, you know some, what? get some wings and bears, I feel like a rock star for a couple hours a week, man. You know, life is so screwy, especially nowadays, that being able to just kind of wrap up feelings like that makes it makes it everything else like that's crappy or just, you know, just kind of flatline mm-hmm. better. Yeah. You know, being able to do that, like last week, we um Nate Geary and was get had a powwow together of like the Sabres Twitter powwow he, he put together. So he he, uh, he DMs me and he's just like, hey, we're we're he's like we're we're all gonna go out, you know, like have some beers, just you know, shoot the shit. And I was like, cool, that sounds awesome. It's like, let me know where. And he's like, okay, yeah. So the next day he's like, all right, Essex Street Pub, <laughs> Essex, Essex Street Pub, at like seven p.m. on a on a Friday or a Friday or Saturday, and I was like wait, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, why? He's like, you don't like it? I go, no, it's around the corner from where I live. And he's like, from whoa, there. no way. <laughs> so he was like, he's like, oh, I just like moved into that neighborhood. So I was like, wait, you live here too now? So yeah, he told me where he lives and I'm just like, you're not very far. So th- there's a lot of Buffalo media now, very, very localized around like cool, this man. two blocks, two block area. So like it was, so it was, you know, it's Nate, it's uh, it's Lance. It's uh, it's Chad and uh, and Anthony from Expected Buffalo, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Taylor, who's like, like become like a, the shit poster of of the Bills Mafia and of Sabres Twitter. It's fantastic. <laughs> it, was, it was a great night out. Just you know, slamming down beers. Nate's you know telling insane stories. We're all sharing insane stories. So it's uh, so it was great. And the best part of being at Essex is like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> right like, like you can have a bunch of like famous people hanging out there like we're not famous like no get me wrong we're not famous we got mild amounts of fame but like people aren't stopping being like, oh hey saw you guys here that's cool i know nobody gives a shit just <laughs> hang out there you just be loud obnoxious there's music playing everybody else is there getting ready to get their night started up so it was great it was i love that part. wonderful night so it was it was it was just i laughed my ass off when he picked out essex i was like are you serious like that's where you want to go and he's like He's like, yeah, man, why is it bad? And I go, no, dude, it's great. Like, are you kidding me? It's awesome, by the way, and you know this because we and you did a show there before. I grew up mm-hmm. with the owner, Mackie. Great dude. I love that bar. It's just, it's a true, uh, it's a, a staple of the West Side. It truly is. Now, in complete mm-hmm. honesty, because I know a lot of people always ask, I, I think their wings suck, and I've said that, <laughs> but their menu, aside from their wings, is really good. 
I mean, they got a lot yeah. of good food there. You know that you go there all the time and you're a regular there. Mm-hmm. Awesome menu minus the wings and, uh, you know, good beer selection. It's just a really cozy vibe, man. It's a really, uh, it's a character bar. It truly is. And I mean that in the most complimentary way, man. Love that freaking mm-hmm. place, dude. I love it, man. Yeah. I know. I know you don't like the wings. I do like, but they're smoked. Like they're not fried in any way. Like that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the difference. They're smoked. And it's not their specialty either. They're like, every bar has got to have wings. They're like, yeah, we got them, but they're smoked. So just, you know, just Deal know that it. going in. They'll be big. <laughs> and if you slather enough barbecue, like you get the barbecue wings, man, you'll be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, especially if you got, if you got like seven, eight beers in you, like you don't care what you're eating at that point. No. So fine. And you know, I'll never pile on a bar for not having the best wings unless they tout that they have the best wings. You know, when people are bragging that, you know, got the best wings in town and this and that, well, then you better deliver. Essex mm-hmm. Street's not really, they're not really touting their no. wings. I mean, they got a good menu, like I said, and, and it's a great place to drink at. But uh, yeah, man, it's cool. This is all hard on me, though, because I am trying to diet. I am trying to diet. It's not working. Well, actually, I did give up soda, Joe. Now, I know that sounds like not a big deal, but for me, it is. I'm a former smoker, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm a former vapor. I quit smoking nine years ago, and honestly, it was pretty easy. I don't know why, but it was. But then I started vaping, which is probably even worse. At least it was for me because I would vape everywhere. I'd vape in my car, in my bed, at my desk all day. So I did that and then I quit. Relatively easy. And, and once I got through a couple of days, I was good. But giving up soda or pop, whatever you, people want to call it, I struggle with it. I, I realized it over the first couple of weeks. So now that I'm back, I'm going into my office every day. I, every morning I hit up Tim Hortons. I'd get a donut, a bagel and a large Diet Coke. So it's like 32 ounces. Then every day at mm-hmm. lunch, and I'm embarrassed to say this because I'm in Buffalo, you should never go to McDonald's or Burger King, but I do because it's quick and easy. So I go to McDonald's, get whatever, and another 32 ounces. So just every day at work, that's 64. That's a t- almost a two liter of soda a day just during mm-hmm. office hours. And I obviously would come home and drink more. So I was probably drinking 80, 90 ounces of soda a day, not to mention, like I said, Tim Hortons and McDonald's. So Start this starting on Monday this past week. I've made a really concerted effort. No bread and no, uh, no soda. So I've been drinking a shitload of water. Maybe I scored a little bit into some zero sugar stuff in it to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, switch it up a little bit. But I'm det- my only cheat now is like when I go out for wings, like when, when you and I go out for wings, I don't give a shit if it's barbecue or fancy sauce that's carby and sugary. I mean, the hell mm-hmm. out of that. But aside from that, I am trying, man. I am trying. It's hard though. <laughs> it, it's in yeah, Buffalo, it's, especially. It's yeah, it's really hard. And like, I've been trying to do the same because, you know, a whole host of different things have helped me add weight that I was like, Hey, I don't like this at all. I feel disgusting. And I think I look gross too. So like, it's, you know, it's a whole lot of deeper psychological stuff there, but like trying to, and the other part is getting older where it's just like your body's just kind of like, nah, sure. man, yep. nah, man. Like your, your metabolism's like, nah, man, we've been fighting this fight for a while. We're, yep. we're kind of giving up. Like yep. it's up to you to, it's up to you to slow it down, pal. So it's like, okay, I will. Like I've done that. And like, I had, I've had a bad week with, with just kind of picking out. Like I went to, uh, I went to Frank's, uh, Frank gourmet hot dogs. Um, and they had like a chicken box that they did this week. There's like the, kind of like an ode to Canes, which, you know, I've never been to Canes. They don't have them up here, but like their whole thing is like a chicken tender and fries box. So I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> I went, I like, I didn't eat the whole day and I was like, I'll get it like around dinner time. Like, let's see how this goes. Oh, that was a mistake. Like, because I just went house on the whole thing and felt absolutely disgusting the rest of the day. And I was like, God, why did I do this? And, um, 
and just like trying to do like even basic little things to try to just keep moving, doing little stuff like that. It's tough. Like it, it sounds like a basic thing to be like, well, just get off your ass, go do something like, well, yeah, but your brain sometimes doesn't coordinate, cooperate, doesn't coordinate it either. But, um, but yeah, like that, that, that side of things is like such a pain in the ass. And you're just like, it's a lot about like, I get so jealous of workout people that get high off of like you know, the endorphins that they're just like, Oh yeah, I got to do it every day. And I'm like, like I get it. Like I've got slightly addictive personality when it comes to stuff like that. At least if I get in a routine with something, I'll just keep doing it. Me too. Never happened. Never happened once with working out. Like never happened. Where I was like, Oh shit. I got to do that again. Like I'll do this again in an hour. Oh, I'll do it again tomorrow. Like, no, no. Like the second I'm like my bones ache or my muscles are sore. I'm just like, no, fuck this. I ain't doing this. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, I, I'll give it, I'll, I'll do it again. But like, it's going to be a little while. Like, I just never had any sort of thing for that. Like, at, especially now that, you know, in my, you know, early forties, I'm just kind of like, no, nah. like this is the age when people start really like being like, oh shit, I'm getting old. I got to fix all this stuff that I haven't taken care of for, for, you know, decades. And like, I just don't like running. I've hated running ever since I was a little kid. Hated running. Like me playing baseball was like, I just want to hit home runs so I don't have to run. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play first base. So it's as little running as possible. Like instead the coach is like, well, if you're not playing first, you got to play right field. And I'm like, that's where you put all the shitty kids because nobody bats lefty. And they're like, well, no, that's not it. I was like, yeah, that's totally it. So, of course, kids will be hitting him to like right center. And I'm just like, huh, 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 I hate this. Everything this sucks. Um, and like, bas like, I play basketball and like running. Like, you got to run in basketball. Like, that was fine. But like, I was a lumberer. Like, <laughs> I wasn't a quick runner by any means. And I just lumbered up and down the court. And I, that was, that was tough. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, I just never got that high from, from working out. And like, I, I, I hate that it's that way, but you know, that's just the way it goes. Man. I wouldn't like, do I, like weights I can do, but like running and cardio stuff, man, I freaking hate it. Honest to God, Joe, I wouldn't even give a shit at this point, man, my age, it is what it is and that's fine. But my only motivation is I get asked, I've been asked recently to be on a couple podcasts and their video podcasts, man. I don't like the way I look on camera right now, man. And, and even worse, a couple of these finer wing club shows that I've done, people have shown up there and they were taking some pictures. Mm -hmm. One particular was I, I did uh, at Imperial it was myself, Nate Gary and Marcel Louis, Marcel Louis Jacques. And somebody was snapping some pictures and I ended up on Twitter and like the most unflattering oh. pictures ever. I'm like, you oh, fucker. Man. And I couldn't delete them. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> I didn't put them up there. So, right. I mean, thank God that I didn't retweet them or no, no one else really did. So they didn't really spread. They kind of died a slow death when not a lot mm -hmm. of people saw the photos, but I'm like, damn dude, I, that got me going. I'm like, man, even if just 10, 12 pounds or something like that, it probably would make a, uh, make a big mm -hmm. difference. Now you mentioned something earlier real quick, and then we're going to jump into some bills and savers. We talked about going out and enjoying stuff and you kind of tongue in cheek, at least somewhat you said, do it while we can. Well, I mean, for real though, I was looking it up. So again, we're taping this late Wednesday and I saw a report that this was on Wednesday, the most COVID cases that were reported today in the last six months. Things ain't going too well, my man. And so I got a fantasy baseball team, dude. Three of my guys right now are on the IL, the injured list, not for being hurt, for fucking COVID. It's August mm -hmm. of 2021. Trey Turner, Jazz Chisholm, and uh, Eric Lawler went on there today. I got three players on the COVID list. It's, I mean, we're going in the wrong direction, man. There's not even a, not even a debate right now. Sucks. Nope. Yeah, it's really bad. And like, I was really excited when like they, they decided to open up the border. Cause I was like, Oh cool. Go back to Canada for a visit. Like 
see some people I haven't seen in like two years. It'd be great. And like, you know, there's some breweries like just over the border, uh, you know, uh, you know, just past like sort of in the green belt over there that are really great. You know, Niagara on the lakes, beautiful. Be awesome. Like, oh man, I can't wait to get back and see these places. And it's like August 9th, like it's going to happen. And it's like, is it? I don't know. Like it was Canada going to be like, you guys are still really shitty at this. Yeah. I don't know if we should really be cool with this anymore. Like Canada's like surpassed us now as far as like uh, at least having first shot. Like Canada's doing great with it. And like there's not a lot of resistance to people. Like people are just kind of like, yeah, no, got to get the shot. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Like, yeah, cool. Like you guys, I mean, they have crazy politicians in Canada, obviously. Like look at you, Doug Ford. But like, like there, there isn't like this mass wave of people just being belligerent morons about it. Like there are here and like you see all this stuff happening here and you're just like, Jesus, like at some point Darwin is Darwin's going to come through and just be like, Oh, like my theory is going to win out here at some point, guys, like you're going to, you're going to trick yourselves into, into getting killed. But the problem is they're going to take a lot of people with them that don't want it. And it's just, it's so stupid. And it's like, nobody learned anything from like high school biology. When we learned about viruses, like nobody learned anything about that or like they've conveniently forgotten it. And it's just like, Oh God, like we're going to do this again, man. Like it's, it's going to keep going. We're going to learn the whole Greek alphabet by the time this is all over with. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
back with Joe Yerding, Casual Friday, Talk Buffalo podcast. Not really much going on with the Buffalo Bills right now. Not yet, anyway. Um, I will say one thing. The offensive line right now is looking pretty thin, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of depth going into the, going in the training camp, but you still, Deion Dawkins and Eichbacher are both still out with COVID, so neither of them have uh, practiced yet during camp. John Feliciano, projected to be the starting right guard. He's been bothered by a sore shoulder. Maybe it's a little telling, perhaps. The team signed uh, Caleb Beninock, uh, a former starter with Tampa back in 2018. They signed him today for some competition, some depth. The offensive line is something that I was a little concerned about going into camp, and this is not doing anything to alleviate that. I've heard Cody Ford, they've talked about him playing around at three different positions. I really think Ike Bakker had, had still might have a really good chance to, to win that starting job. I'm not sure if Cody Ford's is locked in at left guard as we think he is. John Feliciano was a guy that, I, not just myself, but a lot of people I talked to weren't very high on the Bills re-signing going into free agency last spring. And he's already bothered by his shoulder. I'm not worried about Deion Dawkins. He'll be fine when he gets back. But, you know, as good as this offense is at quarterback and, and especially wide receiver, and, and just a passing game in general, I, I am a little bit concerned about this offensive line right now. And again, I mean, we're not in any games or anything like that yet preseason even, so there's not a lot to tell. But is this a little bit concerning? Like I said, a couple guys being out with COVID, a, a starter already banged up. We don't know what's going on with Cody Ford. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's... um. I thought the line was a little bit... Of, it was if there was If there was a glaring position or glaring area where you can point at and go this is a problem this is going to be a big this will turn into a big problem at that snowball i think the o-line was one of them mm-hmm. uh, just because for as as much better as they were last year they still weren't that great like they couldn't get really get the run game going much you know like singletary i mean singletary had other problems but like you know and zach moss was in and out with with injury stuff but like they still weren't really able to to kind of help get a diversification with, with the offense there. I mean, you know, mind you, they didn't really need it because they were able to sling the ball everywhere and it was fine. But if they're going to throw, if they, you know, and they are going to throw a ton. Sure. But if, if Allen can't just, you know, if, if he has to improvise every other play, that's going to catch up with you. Like there's, I mean, there's no way around that. Like you can't, I mean, yes, it's great that he's mobile. Yes. It's great that he can run. And you know, if you, if you have to throw a spy on him, great. Like, cool that's one less defender in coverage but like i don't think you want to have him just you know trying to you know imp, imp, you know improvise every play out there because there's going to be a breakdown at you know one position or another where the block you know the, the cover uh, the, the blocking is just not there I, I that that to me is if there's going to be an undoing of this team it's going to be that yeah and all right so I'll, i'm good with the tackles i like the tackle position again Deion Deion Dawkins will be back hopefully he'll be fine and and Daryl Williams was solid at right tackle. They drafted Spencer Brown in the third round. So I, I like the tackle position. I didn't care that much for the interior offensive line. And, uh, you know, they're kind of running. They are not kind of, they are running it back. They're banking on the five guys mm-hmm. starting, or maybe again, Bucker starts ahead of Cody Ford, but you know, those guys did not play a single step, all five of them together at the same time last year, not one single step. There was always somebody out. So they're just, they're going with continuity and thinking that the line is going to be, uh, be fine. I'm, 
I have my concerns. I I, I do. I, yeah. I have my concerns. Um, again, it's a little bit early. We got. I think he's got to start to wait to preseason before you can even start to get any kind of idea. Um, the athletic, Joe B and and Matt Fairburn did have an article on Wednesday, like um, some of the risers and fallers early in camp. Um, Gregory Rizzo, the first round rookie, was a riser. He's he's looked good according to them. Uh, Matt Breida, the running back, AJ Epinesa, a defensive end. Conversely, they were talking about guys who have were fallen a little bit. Dane Jackson, who's supposed to be in a you know this intense battle with Levi Wallace for the starting CB two. Uh, apparently he hasn't looked impressive. Uh, Jacob Hauser competing with Dawson Knox for playing time in tight end. Uh, he, according to Matt and Joe, haven't looked so good. A uh, few others that probably Harrison Phillips, a few others that probably uh, won't end up mattering. There's not really, what can we really say if we're not at camp ourselves watching and right. without the benefit of preseason, which by the way, people are hearing this hopefully on Friday, next Friday, preseason opener. So this is the last casual Friday. We won't have some kind of game to uh, to talk about the following week, and by the way, they just happened to play uh, your squad, man, opening up in Detroit next week. So that'll be a Not little a bit, yeah, it'll be a little <laughs> bit, it'll be a little bit extra interesting, obviously uh, for you. Uh, I guess. I, guess. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm expecting Dan Campbell to run out on the field and and tackle you know, somebody, cro- you know, <laughs> clothesline somebody on a on a kick return or something. But yeah, it's uh, it's not a preseason without a Buffalo Detroit game. Usually. I'm more upset that it's not the last preseason game because it's every year for like 15 years, it was Buffalo Detroit was the last preseason game. And you knew you were going to see absolutely no one who was going to be playing in week one. Right. (laughs) And it was a perfect, like throwaway, just garbage game to just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's background noise. Fine. Great. Oh, whistles. Yeah. Neat. Oh, a touchdown. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) That guy's, that guy's going to be playing in the arena league next week. Right. Well, I mean, I think there's a couple of positions even just being a meaningless preseason game, which by the way, if I'm the Bills and I have no idea what their plans are, but like Josh Allen, he don't need to see a snap during the preseason. I don't think maybe, maybe one drive ditto for Stefan Diggs and Beasley and a couple of those other guys. But there's a few positions that I specifically am looking forward to watching uh, the defensive line. I want to see how they're rotating the ends and who's getting a lot of playing time and a linebacker, which is not, sexy when you're talking about backup linebackers, but after Edmonds and Milano, I mean, you got guys like uh, Terrell Adams and Andre Smith, Terrell Dodson, Markel Lee fighting for maybe one or two spots and then wide receiver, because I mean, we know the top four, but after that, you got McKenzie, you got Stevenson, Hodgkins, Jake Camaro, who's getting a lot of positive publicity over the last week or so has looked really good at camp. So those are the positions where I'm kind of uh, looking forward to, to watching now as much does it mean something in there playing your team? How serious can you take a preseason game? And how much, how intently are you watching the game? Like say next Friday, Joe, when you're watching this, are you really watching this intently? Honestly? No, in zero way. <laughs> like the only thing, I mean, from my position, the only thing I want to see is like, what does Goff do? You know, how does, you know, how does he hang in for however many series that he plays? Like, you know, you know, does he look competent again? Like, you know, I know things in LA last year weren't that great. Last couple of years in LA weren't super great. I mean, although didn't they go to the Super Bowl two years ago? I forget. I forget. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was two years ago. Jeez, it was two years ago they were in the Super Bowl and Goff was like superhero, and then they got dismantled right. by Kansas City. But, um, but yeah, I want to see. I I would like to see him do well. Comp- as far as competition, I mean, I don't, I don't, 
I can't get invested. They're going to be a bad team. Right. Like if they if they do anything that's that's at all positive, it's gonna it'll be because Campbell gets them fired up, and like seeing him doing uh, down ups with the players, like. I, I that was like the one thing that he's done the, this entire time since he's been hired that I was like, that's actually a smart move. Right. Because like pl players, you know, players getting bossed around by the coach, like it gets kind of old all, you know, doesn't matter who the coach is, you know, you're just, you're taking, you're eating shit from the coach and just like, all right, all right, man, like whatever. And like, if you're telling them to do drills and you're telling them to do workout stuff and they're just like, whatever, well, man, you go do this. And sure enough, there's Campbell doing, doing down ups. And it's just like, oh shit. Okay. All right. He's going to be like, a lot of fun. Right. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. No matter how Detroit plays, if nothing else, his weekly press conferences on Wednesday, when he meets with the media and I'm sure some of his post game shit on Sunday or next morning, Monday, he's going to be entertaining. I'll give him that. Well, it'll be, it'll be fun for 31 other team team teams to uh and their fans to, to look on upon but i think detroit it might get a little get a little scary because they, i look at I, the, I mean just the feels that i'm getting from him right now he's like a more cartoonish version of rex ryan which mm -hmm. i don't that doesn't that doesn't sit very well with me <laughs> but like if i mean we got to see how he coaches i mean if he can if he can coach him up and he can do well cool like that would be vastly different than the last however many coaches there's been since Wayne Fonts <laughs> and like <laughs> Wayne Fonts, you know, was a guy that was supposed to be fired like multiple times before he finally was. And he just kept surviving. Of course, you know, if Detroit didn't start every season with him, you know, Oh, and three or one and four, like he wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have been under the gun all the damn time. But, um, but yeah, I'll be, it, it I mean, listen, if he tur if he's able to take attention away from how bad the team is by just being a jackass, then okay, cool. Like just take the pressure off the guys because the team, it's constantly negative for very good reasons. Like let's, let's not, let's not get it twisted. It's not like we're, people are being unfair to the lions and being, you know, and bashing them. No, it's extremely fair. It's, it's, it's extremely true, but like the players don't have to suffer for that. Like if, you know, if Campbell can just step up and just take it on the chin and just, you know, take the abuse and like feed it back to some reporters. Cool, man. Players will love him forever. Like, and then they'll play, play up for him. Sure. And then at that point, you got to hope that he'll be able to, they'll be able to add some more talent. They'll be like, Hey, yeah, I want to play for this guy. He seems, he seems cool. He seems all right. Now, of course, if the shtick goes wrong and players hate him and he's being a buffoon, then forget it. Like <laughs> that we saw how that worked in Buffalo. I was just thinking with, with, with Rex, Rex Ryan. Ryan. I knew you were going there. I was just like, thinking the same thing. I'm like, it could get old really quick. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a great quote. Reporters love covering the guy because it's, you know, it's entertaining and, and he's not boring, but you lose enough and, and the shit gets old uh, real quick. I'll tell you, when it comes to the Bills, and, and I talked about this with Marcel and Nate last week on the show, my biggest concern is nothing about the team. I mean, although I am a little bit concerned about the offensive line, I'm not a big fan of that unit right now. But my biggest concern, and maybe it's just the, the pessimistic Buffalo sports fan that I've been for most of my life, or at least certainly the last 20 years or so with Buffalo sports anyway, is I'm still trying to get used to, and I'm concerned about the bills being pretty much power ranked so high everywhere. I don't care what publication you, you turn to on the internet right now, when a, when a, when a publication or an outlet, any outlet releases like their preseason power ranking polls, the bills pretty much universally are third right after Kansas city, Tampa. And then it's either like Buffalo or Baltimore or Green Bay, but I, I haven't seen one yet where the Bills aren't in the top five, and in most of them, they're top three. 
Now, they were 13-3 and last year. They're a great team. I do not think they were a fluke. But I am a little bit concerned, brother, because I'm just not used to the Bills wearing the favorite hats. Now, they were a semi-AFC East favorite last year, so I don't think it was shocking they won the division by any means. But they weren't prohibitive favorites. This year, to win the AFC East, they certainly are. And everybody expects them in Kansas City to be the last two teams standing again in the AFC. I'm just... I don't know what it is. Again, maybe it's just the Buffalo in me that it's just how we are. But I was going to say, I'm concerned, man. I'm concerned about them being this big of a favorite. You know, we, we, we kind of got into this last week a little bit and I've, I, I've been thinking about it. And I wonder if that comes from a place where the, the, and this is a very Buffalo way to say it. it's a very Boston way to think too, but it's the inability to play the nobody believed in us card. Where you know the under the underdog role, like th- there's always a bigger fish out there, and people are gonna pay attention to them, and it's just like, yeah, that like, yeah, screw those guys, we gotta beat those guys, you know, to hell with them. And now Buffalo is that guy, you know. I mean, they're not the guy, like they're not Kansas City, they're not Tampa, right? Um, but but they're one of the guys, like they're you know they're not in the they're they're not necessarily in the hunting pack, they're in the hunted pack. Because people are gonna, it's like what I was saying last week. Like people are gonna gun for them instead of just kind of, you know, maybe maybe not not necessarily looking past, but just kind of just being like, all right, well, we got a game this weekend. It's Buffalo. Instead, it's gonna be like, yo, we're playing Buffalo this week. We better be ready. Like active motivation. Like teams getting caught looking ahead to playing them. That kind, you know, that sort of thing. That's not a position. I mean, obviously, it's not a position they've been in for you know since the you know the early nineties. Mm-hmm. So like, it's weird. But like, I I I honestly believe that a lot of the the like how you're feeling comes from not being able to just throw down the you know the you know the underdog card. Like now they're a favorite. Like I don't like you can't it. pull the nobody. Like if if people start doing that, nobody believed in us stuff. It's gotta be like shut up, please. Like it's like when the Patriots were pulling that crap for for years. Oh, nobody believed in us. Shut the hell up, man. Like you won the Super Bowl every other year, please. Like that's that's enough. Tom Brady be like, oh, nobody thought I could do it. Yeah, no, we no we did. You have you have a, enough Super Bowls to kill people with. So like, please just stop. I like Josh Allen being the media national media darling much more in November and December of last year than I enjoyed in the spring and the summer right now going into the season because now he's expected uh, to do this and we'll see. I mean, we'll see a lot of, not a lot of people, but there are people around who say, well, how's he going to play when the fans are in the stands? I mean, I think that's a little overblown. Dude, he's going to be fine. All right. He's going to be fine, but still, I just don't like it. And by the way, speaking of what a segue here of franchise players, uh, quickly, let's just (laughs) gloss over the Sabres. All right, man. I mean, how many times can we be at a dead horse here? You know what I'm saying? But so nothing on the Jack Eichel front as we tape this late into Wednesday. If something crazy happens Thursday, I'll probably break in at the very beginning of uh, the show to, to say what's going on. But anyway, are, are we at the point where, I mean, we've seen a little bit already, especially from the agent, but are we at a point mm-hmm. where we're going to see increased frustration from the Eichel camp, maybe more than we've seen before? Because it seems like the Sabres are going to be very patient and Kevin Adams is just going to simply wait for uh till he gets what he wants, or at least that's, the perception that's going on right now. Whereas meanwhile, with mm-hmm. Jack, it's becoming more and more evident. Dude just wants to get this shit over with and know where he's going to play and go from there. Do you think we're going to start to see some increased frustration from number nine or his camp? You know, I, you know, I, I think the only time they've really said anything 
you know, his agents anyways, like the only, again, we, the only time we've actually heard from Jack himself was, was at the end of the season. Uh, but I think the only time we're ever going to hear from his agents is, is anytime the Sabres say something about it. Like every time Adams has said, has commented on what's going on and what's not going on with this, mm-hmm. they've had some kind of statement. Like they've, you know, I mean, obviously that reporters are doing their job by reaching out and being like, Hey, Kevin Adams said this, do you have anything, you know, any comment back? Like, cool. That's fine. Now, obviously him releasing them releasing that statement last week at 10 PM, um, which was hilarious because, <laughs> because we're, this was where we were sitting at Essex. Like, you know, we're, we're already like a couple of pitchers deep and Lance taps me and he's like, look at this shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh boy. Okay. That's uh that's a lot. <laughs> uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> but it's like, uh, but I mean, it's, it's just like, man, you know, like, I, I'm I'm not at the same because I mean listen if I was a Sabres fan I'd be a lot more frustrated I'd be I'd be annoyed as shit but I mean just as somebody like that's been involved with this who's you know covered this team for so long now I'm just like man get it over with you'll be so like you'll be so much better like the fan base will be able to finally let go be done with it it's over and everybody you know er, you know the fans the city you know, obviously because people in the city are just like, Jesus thing's still going on. Okay. Like, even if you're just a passive Sabres fan, you know, this shit's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you can't really focus on like what, like what they want to do now. Like, I mean, Sabres want to promote all kinds of stuff having to do with this team. Now they can't really do it because if anytime they put something on social, so like, have you traded Jack yet? Like what the hell's going on? Like get this over with. Like that's, that's the whole feeling with it, which it's, it's, it's fascinating because if I mean the, the fans didn't feel this way about O'Reilly, you know, some of the fans were just like, ah, get this bum out of here. He doesn't want to play here. Fine. Whatever. But like most everybody's like, no, he's frigging good. Don't trade him. Like this is stupid. And you know, like there wasn't a clamor from the fans in general, just to be like, get this over with. Instead, the fans are like all divvied up in like how they feel this is going to play out how it should play out and how it's eventually going to play out because there's a bunch of fans that are just like, make him sit. Ah, he's got a contract, sit him forever. Ah. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I get where you're coming from, but that makes zero sense. And then there's other people that are just like, well, he can't pass a physical anyway. So whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I, I mean, I assume he wouldn't, but geez, I don't know. And then people are, they have others that are just like, just get them out of here, trade them for whatever. And it's like, well, no, that's not going to happen because that was, we, we went through that a few years ago. That's not happening. And then you have, Oh no. And, and then you have everybody else saying like, just get the right deal, get it done when it's done and then be patient. But like, you know, I, I've been all on the, like the artificial deadlines sort of thing for a while here. And I've been wrong on two or three of them already by now. But I have to believe that the day camp opens, he's got to be gone by then. Uh, he has to be. And we, I mean, we talked about that last week, but like you can't start fresh if you've still got a cloud, a giant hurricane sized cloud hanging over your head, having to do with this. Like you just cannot move forward and you have to move forward. So uh, the sooner the better. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I said this about Ristolainen. The sooner you trade him, the better off everybody will be. And it took three years for that to happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take three years for Jack Eichel. It shouldn't take three more days, but my goodness, this has taken far too long uh, in my eyes, but I understand why, but also like, Jesus, let's go already. The longer this goes on, does Kevin Adams, you think the chances of him getting what he wants for Jack, do you think they increase or do you think they they decrease because I think it's a fascinating uh, 
examination right now because on one hand, if you think he's going to get more by holding on to him longer, you could go with the concept of, well, the other teams are on a league are like, well, man, he's not bending. This guy's not bending. He's not going to give Jack up for a, a shitty return. But mm-hmm. on the other end, if you're saying, well, he's decreasing the chances of getting what he wants. Um, everybody knows that Jack is not going to play for the Sabres again. And as it gets closer to camp, like you're talking about, if he's still here, those teams know that at some point, Kevin has to pull the trigger. And if we're playing a game of chicken right now, and we're not going to be the ones who move to the side of the road, he's going to be the one that buckles ultimately because he knows he has to get rid of them and he's going to give up maybe a bit, a lesser package, which by the way, here's an extension of that question. It's not even a question. It's more of a statement. If, <laughs> if he gets, I can tell you this right now, with everything that's going on and how long this has taken, I do know this much. Sabres fan, not a Sabres fan. Everybody knows this. If he gets a shitty return or a less than expected return for Jack Eichel, shit's going to really hit the fan amongst fans. Anyway, that's just my statement. But anyway, do you think the chances increase or decrease of, of him getting what he wants the longer this goes on? I... I... I, I really wish there was a, a concrete answer to that, but I really don't think there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because you know, every GM handles things in different ways. Uh, you know, I read, you know, where, you know, one of the things Bob Murray in Anaheim is is famous for doing is uh, in trade negotiations is like, you know, really getting, you know, getting in on it, getting on it and being like, ah, we're out. And then he circles back and he's just like, all right, let's try this again. Blah, 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 blah. Eh, we're out. And it takes, you know, like, okay. Think, you know, things still stay active. He'll come back and be like, all right, screw it. Let's do it. Like, you know, if you know a GM can, you know, is capable of being that way, then, you know, not necessarily that you're waiting out for one GM to do that. But like, if you have, if, I mean, I assume that they have more than one team that is, that is circling around it. Um, as long as the talking is still going, the possibility is still there. I mean, if things were dead quiet, then I would think you'd see a scramble from, from Buffalo. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's that, that's probably the most nerve-wracking part. But to me, what tells me that things are I mean, obviously there's frustration for Michael's camp. That's why, you know, that's why there's been an, a, enough of, you know, a stir around that. And especially now that he's skating in Boston um with, you know, around when the uh, the Bruins prospects are are doing stuff. So, you know, Bruins media is there in the building watching him like, "Oh, hey, he looks pretty good. Hey, that neck thing seems to be fine. He's still ripping shots. Hey, how about it? He's, you know, he's on skates. He's doing well." Uh, so like, there's a pressure from that, which that works in the Sabres favor. It's like, Hey, look, dude's doing his business. Cool. Like seems good to me, but I think as long as there's not honest and true rumors bouncing around out there, like, cause before it sure seemed like there was negotiating going on through the media, it's been really quiet. And I mean, yeah, I mean, all the insiders are on vacation. They're up at the cottage now, but like, usually there's talk, especially when it's somebody this big, like the fact that there's not any of that bouncing around, like, hey, Minnesota's doing this. Oh, the Rangers do it. Oh, the Ducks are doing it. Like, there's none of that going on. To me, says that there's a lot of discussion going on and that teams are in, they're dug in. So that means no leaks. I mean, there's been no leaks out of Buffalo. Like, there's been nothing. So to me, that says they're dug in and they just want to get it taken care of as quickly and as efficiently as possible. When, it, when the trade eventually does happen, if they get a decent haul back, I'll get over it quicker, but... The Sabres fan of me just can't get over the fact that in my mind, I'm like, you know, even if they got rid of Sam and and because Sam was never going to sign a long-term extension. So you can make the case that, Hey, if Jack wanted to be here or not, Sam was probably going to get traded just because he wasn't going to be here long-term. Rissalane, and obviously we've already talked about him, 
just the thought in my mind of Jack Skinner and Olafson on a line, and then maybe like Middlestat Thompson, Asplin, who looked pretty good last year. You got Cousins on him, maybe a third line. It just, one player just makes this roster feel so much different. And with him gone, it's just, it's really going to be hard for me as a fan, and I'm sure much more diehard fans than me, just to get over. And I, regardless of what the package is bad, because they're going to be young guys and maybe they'll be great players. Mm-hmm. And maybe three years from now, it'll turn out to be a great deal. But it just bothers me knowing what this team could have looked like if they had a healthy and motivated, you know, and enthusiastic about being there, Jack Eichel. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate yeah. as shit, dude. You know, one, one other thing too I wanted to ask you, and I asked Lance this, so I'm going to ask you, um, do you think it's realistic goaltending here? UPL, man, to begin the year on the Sabres and uh, maybe even like soar to be the starter with Greg Anderson or is it a foregone conclusion that he will or, or should go to Rochester to start the season? Because it seems like that's what should happen. But based on what we saw in free agency and who the Sabres signed mm-hmm. and plus Kevin Adams did say, you know, that he'll have an opportunity to to be in Buffalo do you think it's like pretty realistic that that's going to happen? I think it's very possible. Um, should it be? I think, I, I, I mean, yeah, it, should it be? Uh, Is it too early? Maybe not. It's, I think it's too early just because goal. I mean, goalies develop so strangely, like some guys, it takes them a long time. Some guys that it's, you can flip a switch from one year to the next and suddenly they're, they're there. Um, in his case, I mean, his, you know, his development's been screwed up so many different ways, just from, you know, from the double hip surgery to, you know, COVID and everything else. Like it's just been so screwy. I think there's definitely a possibility. I think it's one of the, he, him, how he plays in preseason is going to be a huge tell, uh, as to how they do things. Because I think if he shows that he's not on point, he'll go to Rochester. But I think if he shows he's sharp, he can handle himself and he's doing everything right. He'll be in Buffalo. Because you know, you know, Aaron, you know, Aaron Dell got a two-way deal, so okay, like you, you can wave him. He'll go to Rochester. Fine, the same Tokarski. Fine, same thing. Like you know, he's he's ultimate insurance. Um, you know, they re-signed Hauser for an AHL deal. Like cool. Like you know, that that's good. He's he's a good mentor down there, and he can play occasionally. Fine. Um, but I think in Lukanen's case, he's got He's one of the young guys that I think is going to get every single opportunity to show that he can stick in Buffalo. Obviously, he can go up and down without waivers so like that's fine but uh to if he if he's there with anderson and anderson gets to kind of bring him along that's i think that's ideally how they're looking at this because i mean he's 40 he's not he, he you know he's not gonna be playing 70 games in the season like that just ain't happening but i mean if you can split it with him it's a good way to, to do it i mean they got to be ready for it because it could be it could be very difficult but at least now the defense for once in like the the first time in the seven eight years, the defense in front of them should be a lot better than the forwards uh, in in front of them because I think the defense is going to be more capable of carrying the puck and defending a little bit better uh, than in past years. So if there's a time to do it, I think if there's a time that it would be most beneficial, I think now could be it. I absolutely, when it first happened, my knee jerk reaction was I despised the signing of Craig Anderson. I'm like, what the fuck is this team doing right now, man? But now I get it a little bit. If that was his mm-hmm. role, a 40-year-old goalie who's been around who can help UPL show the ropes, maybe that's not a bad signing if you look at it that way. Now, if this is a true starting or, or competition, I should say, in camp, where they're going to take the two best goalies they are going to be in Buffalo, you got to say, 
that even if he's young and he's still got a way to go, if UPL can't be better than uh, Tatarski and, and Dell, that's <laughs> that's a little worrisome to me. I think what happens in that case, um, Edmonton's looking desperately to get to to move Miko Koskinen because um, he costs a ton of money. Uh, you know, they you know he, he hasn't been able to totally beat out Mike Smith for a job there now for like the last two or three years. Um, so, and I think they're just, they're just ready to move on. It was a bad signing when they, you know, it was a bad extension when it got done. So, um, but now's the time to move on from them and the Sabres are going to have tons of cap space. So like you can get a, you can get a little extra juice from the Oilers for, for doing it, but like, but now you have, you can trade them Dell or, or cost or, uh, Tokarski and get like a pick and something for, and Koskinen uh in a deal to to just take care of that so that way you're at least solidified at the nhl level because then koskinen can be your number one anderson's your number two because you know i think that's it's probably a little bit more comfortable but that's just an option you have in the bag if if they don't think lukanen is totally ready to handle stuff at the nhl level even as a backup like that i think that's that that that's the option i think they have in front of them because as long as you've got a guy like dell who's been in the you know he's been at the nhl level for a long time now since you know since he left north dakota uh and tokarski you know who you know i think canadian teams would love him because just because he has the great canadian history you know world junior goalie you know finally got the win last year you know got a f- win in the first time in years last year so um he's a semi-known quantity so it's like you can you can sell that a little bit easier to edmonton especially if he's back just backing up smith then it's like all right whatever fine um but i mean yeah it's it seems frightful now and obviously, the that first day of free agency seems scary when it was, you know, they didn't sign they didn't send goalies till 10, nine or ten o'clock uh, that first night, and you're just kind of like, they have zero goalies, so what's going on? And then they, you know, Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell, people are just kind of like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, right. Oh, I don't get it. Um, but I think, but I, but I, I think that's, I think that's their the the option that's available to them in the bag uh, is that they could just call Edmonton and say, all right, Miko Koskinen and a second round pick for. Aaron Dell, like, like, let's do that. You know, straight up, just take, give me your, give me your bad, dumb contract and we'll take him on and he's going to start for us. Well, I'll tell you what, man, the Sabres are going to stink, but at least if nothing else, there's plenty of interesting storylines. So as podcasters, loggers, beat writers, whatever, it is going to be interesting, if nothing else, to, to cover this mm-hmm. team this year. It'll be fun, man. And obviously we'll spend a lot more weeks um, talking about them. So all right, well, let's wrap up with our, our our weekly starting five draft. This week, we're going to do best months of the year. Um, before that, <laughs> got to recap last week, my guy, because I whooped your ass, you, man. You stomped on me. Favorite Olympic sports. But- favorite Olympic sports. I got 75% of the vote, baby. Ice hockey, figure skating, gymnastics, basketball, curling. Joe only got 25% of the vote. That's almost like Patrick-esque. Uh, handball, luge, I'm, I'm sorry, luge, handball, water polo, speed skating, downhill skiing. I think you got a little too artsy with your picks last week. Definitely not mainstream yeah, well, picks. Listen, Uh-oh. listen, you, you're calling me out for being artsy and you just went for <laughs> like, you can't even like you pick two sports where the best shit isn't even the Olympic sports, like basketball and hockey, man, like NBA and NHL are way better than that. Fair enough. Way better. Way better. I picked five Olympic sports. Like there ain't yeah. no pro water polo. There's no pro handball. Like I mean, yeah, there's some like pro skiing, but nobody's watching that. Like they, they they only care about the Olympics. Like you went softball, man. 
I you, did. You sold out. I sold, you out, sold a out a little bit. I sold out a little bit. And a little I, bit. I'm going to be honest Come with on. you. I'm going to be honest with you, man. It felt kind of good too. Felt kind of good to sell, oh, sell out a little bit. I'll tell you pathetic. what, I, our starting five, it's been a game of runs, man. So I won the first two times we did it, I won. And then you went on a five-week winning streak <laughs> where you smothered me or five straight weeks. And now I'm back up to, to two in a row. So I'll tell you the one common theme, though. So we've done nine of these. Today will be 10. We have yet to have one single close vote yet. Nine weeks, Weird. nine drafts. Nine blowouts, five by you, four by me. So let's see if we can get uh, this one right. Like I said, there's only 12 to choose from. So it's not like we have a whole big catalog like we do right. with so many of these other categories. Best months, favorite months, whatever you want to call it of the year. So I went for, yeah, because I took ice hockey with the, uh, the first mm -hmm. overall pick last week. So you're going to have one and then I'm going to have two and we're going to draft five all together. What do you got? Okay. Uh, my first pick is September. I, I think I gave away my hand last week when I said that. Yeah, that would, um, that would have been mine too. But I mean, it's it's the best weather because you still get a little bit of summer, but you still get that cool fall weather. Uh, you've got the end of the baseball season. You've got the start of the football season. You've got NBA and NHL camps opening up. Uh, you've got college footballs already underway. Um, it's it's incredible. Like it's the be it's the best month because you're just you're just tantalized with everything. You have you have a little bit of everything going on. Even if you're like a race car fan, you I think you I think there's still like NASCAR going on in September. I don't know about F1. I don't, everybody's in F1 now. I don't know what their schedule is. The English Premier League starts in August, so it like you know don't take August. But like Premier League starts in <laughs> August, so it's like but like you're already well into the season at that point. So you're just like all right, got my Saturdays are set. Watch you know watch some soccer games in the morning. Get your college football afternoon and night. September's perfect. September is the absolute perfect month. Um. Obviously, that was number one on my list. And I'll tell you what, I am I haven't even made a selection yet, and I'm already worried about this poll. <laughs> this is going September is going to play incredibly well. Incredibly well. That's like saying if we had a draft of best R and B singers from the 80s and you took Michael Jackson with the first overall pick. Yeah. You just know it's gonna play. September, especially in Buffalo, start of Bill season, it's gonna mm -hmm. play really well. So also, kids going back to school in September. Parents are happy. Yeah, I mean, in normal normal world, <laughs> parents are happy. The kids are going back to school. So yeah, no, September's a winner. All right. Well, so I got two here, and I know some of these we're going to completely disagree with because I am more <laughs> uh, of a summer guy, and you're more of a, of a of a cool to cold winter guy. My first round pick is going to be July. I love July in Buffalo. Now, if I was in Florida, Florida would be dead, or July would be dead last. July, Florida is the fucking worst. <laughs> But in Buffalo, <laughs> I love it, man. It's comfortable. <laughs> Everything is going on. There's like a lawn. And again, I just got to come back in July this year. There's a lawn fate. I love lawn fates and beer tents. There's one of those every week. If you're, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a golf guy, you could get out and play golf. I mean, you could play in other months too, but it's just perfect weather. And maybe being in Florida for the last five years and, and being around that humidity makes the Buffalo humidity for me feel a lot more tolerable than it does for people who are here all the time. Because I know a lot of people would say it's too humid in July. But I just, it's beer tent season to me, man. It's beer tent season. It's its art fest. It's the Allentown Art Festival. There's just so much mm -hmm. shit going on. Buffalo is lively in the summer. So I got to go July. And then my second round pick is going to be December. Because to me, December is the only winter, winterish 
uh, month of the year for me that's acceptable because it's Christmas season. So if it's cold and it's snowing all over the place, I don't give a shit. I could deal with it. I actually embrace it. I love, I don't love, all right, Jill. So I don't want to get into this holiday discussion. You know what? Maybe we'll have a holiday draft someday. I don't love, I don't love that. The, the, the holiday of Christmas itself, because people go broke, man. They, they spend more than what mm -hmm. they get afford to get their kids, whatever they want. And they spend three months in debt trying to get out from under it just to please their kids or whoever one day. So I don't love that part of Christmas, but I love Christmas season, man. I love the snow. I love the lights. I love the trees. I love the music. So I just love the season. And again, being in Florida for the last five years, I didn't get that. I would come up. I'd been up for every Christmas in Buffalo, but I didn't get up to like December 22nd or 23rd. So I got like a two or three day Christmas season every year. This year, I cannot fucking wait for after Thanksgiving. I will be that guy the day after Thanksgiving. Christmas shit's going up in the Moran house. I can tell you right now, this is Christmas season to me. Every day in December, I'll have Christmas music going. But anyway, just for the season and because it's the one winter month that I'll tolerate because of Christmas, I'm going to go December. So July and December, you took September and now you're on the clock and you got mm -hmm. two. Okay. So uh, I like your reasoning on December and that, that pains me to say, but I'm going to pick June next, which is kind of a swerve. Cause I'm, I very much don't like hot weather, but June's not really that hot. Right. Like June, June, like, you know, you're going to get your, you know, it's coming, you know, the heat's coming. You're going to get some of those humid days, You're gonna, but you're going to get a lot of sunny days and it's pleasantly sunny. Like mm -hmm. the sun's high in the sky. Like you get your first day of summer in the middle, you know, middle end of June. And you're just like, yeah, okay. This is, this is the good stuff. And you know, you got like days full of sunlight. So it's like, that's good. Um, and then the first things I think about are like weekend barbecues, uh, going to a baseball game, having a hot dog and backyard parties. Like that to me is, is the beauty of June. Like that's because, you know, again, it comes down like, again, you know, I don't have kids, but like your kids are getting out of school, which I mean, might be a pain in the ass for the parents, but also it's just like, that means you're getting ready to go on vacation. You know, you're getting ready to do some cool sure. stuff. Sure. June's June's a cool ass month because like it's just you're you're unimpeded by a lot of things. And if you know if you're into sports, like okay, like no, again, normal times, like you get your Stanley Cup, you get your NBA Finals, like that's wrapping up. Baseball season's like you know really starting to get going, um, and it's it's just great. Like June's just a cool ass month, and I I accept June as a great month. My other pick is gonna be. I teased you before, but I, I I'm not gonna go there because I hate the heat. Um, but I'm gonna go October. Okay. Um, good. Month. October, October is a vibe month for me. October is like like for whatever fall you get in September, you get it for real October, because October sets the tone. Sure. For how for how things are gonna go, like you get your you get your spooky Halloween stuff. The leaves are changing, but you know it's getting a little cooler out. Like. You can't get away. Well, I mean, maybe in Buffalo you get away with it, but you can't really get away with the hoodie and shorts in October. You got to throw on the jeans. You're probably putting the summer clothes totally away in October. And like it's sweater weather for everybody. Like you're, you know, if you're going out for, for games, you're throwing on the hockey jersey or a football jersey with the long sleeve under it or a sweatshirt. You're just going nuts with that. And, you know, you get your baseball playoffs. You got all that stuff. Like it's, but it's a whole mood because you can either, it's the, it's the ultimate like yin and yang 
month because like it, you can either be really great because you've got your, you know, you get your cider donuts, you got your leaves, you know, you got, uh, you know, all the, all the great fall shit happens in October, or it can be miserable because, or your emo or you're just goth because it's like, it's Halloween. You're throwing the skeleton out on the lawn. Like the first day of October, you're like, fuck yeah, let's do this. It, you get your pumpkin spice shit at the stores. Like people, like <laughs> again, people love or they hate it. Like, and it's just, you know, the, 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 the sky at night is always a little bit, it's, it gets darker a little bit earlier, but it's, it's just something about the October sky that just sets it off for me. Like it, it's like, I said, it's a whole vibe. It's a whole mood where it's just like, yeah, things are cooling off now. Things we're almost done with this year. Like you don't feel like that end of the year dread you do like in November and December. Like it just doesn't kind of hit you yet. But like October, you're just like, oh yeah, we're getting there. Okay, this is done. Like the leaves are falling off the fucking trees, man. Okay, like <laughs> <laughs> shit's changing. Like all right, let's go. So yeah, October. October is my mood month. I love it. I'll tell you what. I'll add one thing too. I like October as well. You have a uh, October fest. That's one of my favorite things to do every oh, year. Yeah. It used to be anyway. I used How to go to. I, I used to. Me and a bunch of my buddies would go to Ellicottville and, and rent a chalet. Mm. And well, at that time we would binge drink. I'd still love to do that now. Maybe I wouldn't binge drink quite as much. I'd actually go around town and enjoy some of the, the sights and sounds. But yeah, Oktoberfest is uh, one of my favorite things to do. So that's a good one. I, I begrudgingly have to give that up to you. All right. So I got two here. <laughs> um, my third pick is going to be, well, it's going to be March. I love March if for no other reason. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one. Well, most importantly for me, I love St. Patrick's Day. Again, if, uh, here's a spoiler alert. If we ever have <laughs> a holiday draft, I probably would take St. Patrick's Day if I had the first overall pick. And, and in Buffalo, it's not just St. Patrick's Day, by the way. You got the Shamrock Run early in March. Uh, you got the, mm -hmm. the first, the, the, old, uh, the old ward parade that goes on the next week. Then St. Patrick's Day, just so much shit going on. I love Irish music. So... Just being my favorite holiday, my favorite time of year when it comes to that. And then there's a, a pub crawl that I go to every year in March, right around St. Patrick's Day. So I just love that holiday and I love that season. To me, it's just almost like Christmas season in a way. It's Christmas season for Irish alcoholics <laughs> like myself. Let's just put it that way. And then also with March, it is, you know, you're not out of winter. You know, you're not done freezing your nuts off, but you start to get a little bit of hope that the weather is going to get nicer soon because you just get pummeled in January and especially February. And when you get to some point in March, you start to get hopeful that the weather is going to start to break and get a little more milder. So you you feel like you're coming down from the Buffalo winter, which of course never turns out to be the case because then it'll be freezing in March <laughs> and well into April and sometimes even May. But at least you have that eternal hope in your mind. So I'll go with March. And then my fourth pick Oh, these are getting harder now, <laughs> but, um, mm -hmm. you know, yep. I, I'll tell you, we're, we're, we're here right now, man, August. I like August. And I, again, I know a lot of people in Buffalo probably don't like the humidity. What I like most about August from a Buffalo standpoint is just a, there's still things going on and also B we are full into bills training camp and the preseason. And as a bills fan, man, it's just at this point. I mean, because training camp technically starts at the end of July, but they ain't do nothing except they're in shorts and, and T-shirts. Once you get in August, you, you put the pads on. You can start going to some open practices. Um, like I said, you got preseason. You start to see some camp battles play out. So as a football fan, to me, that's when football season really starts, which, again, it ends in January or 
or if you make the Super Bowl February. So you wait all the way to this time for some actual action. So that, and then like kind of what I said with, uh, with July, you can still get out, you can golf, you get out and do everything and the humidity doesn't bother me. So yeah. All right. March, August, I'm up to four and now you got two more. You, You're going to finish it off here. I think, I think you might have, that might be your first divisive one. Just I think because so too. I think if people are like me, man, get August the fuck over with, please. Like just, I mean, if it's temperatures like we've had here for the last like week or so, okay, cool. That I, fine let it be august all the time but ain't now august usually is august usually like 95 and fucking humid and yeah. it's like i want to kill everything in sight um so yeah like yeah i it might be a dividing line um i gotta go with may okay. because may may is may to me is the real spring month like you could still have some cool days like you know but you don't always have like all the rain you get in april like you know, it, you know, it, it, the whole April showers thing, that's, that shit's real. Like that, sure <laughs> that's is. for real, man. And it's not always warm rain <laughs> either. Um, but in May, like you might get cool days, but you're not getting a cold one. I mean, Buffalo, you, you can get cold days in June. Like that's not, let's not, let's not be wrong here. But, um, but May to me is just like, you're, you're out of the doldrums. You're out of spring, you know, winter is now a, a long memory. And you're, you're getting that little, like I said, this with June, but like, you're just getting warmed up for June with May. And then at the end of May, you got friggin' Memorial day. And that's a, to me, that's the biggest, best party weekend. Sure. Good you point. Can have. Good like point. that's, that's the best, like, the, like it, it's, you know, sometimes it's your first vacation, like a short vacation. I remember in high school, like Memorial day was the, was the weekend, you know, most of the kids, I wasn't one of the cool kids. Surprise, surprise. But like a lot of friends of mine would like haul up to Lake George and it would be just be a party fest up there. So like that, that to me is like, you know, me hearing people talk about that was, was always like, oh yeah, no, that's May. But like now that I'm an adult and I'm slightly cooler, I guess, um, like Memorial Day is like, yeah, no, this is when you get your first real get together. You're, you know, the, the, the you know, you're grilling out, you got your beers going in the backyard, Very maybe you're getting holiday. some of those neighborhood maybe getting some of those neighborhood fireworks. Like, yeah, May's May's a really good month. Um, and my other pick is going to be November. Now, and now again, this is me being divisive possibly. Um, because to me, November is all about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You mentioned St. Patrick's day is your favorite holiday. Thanksgiving is my favorite because, uh, Thanksgiving to me is family and it's eating really damn good food. And everybody, I know it's not the case with everybody's family. Certainly mine's no different than this, but like, it's when everybody can just chill out, relax. You got football on all day. You, you know, you're sitting there, you're, you're having your nap after you eat dinner at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're totally, you're totally skipping the Cowboys game at three 30 because who cares? It's the Cowboys. Nobody, nobody cares. And everybody says, nobody cares about the lions game at 1230. What are you watching while everybody's making dinner? Please. You're watching the lions get their teeth kicked in. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the tradition of Thanksgiving everybody loves. Um that and watching the Cowboys lose in hysterically embarrassing ways. Um but it's but it's just like like all the mood that I talked about in October it sets you up for November. And November to me is like you get your little hint you get your taste of winter, you still get your taste of fall. And the the weather's always cool or cold. Like but it's never bitter cold. Like you get the you get that like that just bone chilling just at, you know fuck the world cold you don't get that in november 
like you get you get tested out for what you're gonna get in winter, especially up here. Like you'll get those days where it's just like, oh shit, it's 20 degrees out. Oh no, I got it. Where's the winter coat? I got to throw it on. And then by the time January rolls around, you're just like, oh, it's 20 degrees out. Where's my spring coat? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so so November November to me is just you know, and they, I mean, you get your whole lead up to to Christmas. Like yeah, I don't you know whatever. I I like Christmas the holiday. Christmas the the capitalists like buy tons of fucking shit for everybody thing drives me crazy but me too um like that's that to me takes away everything that's good about christmas but like um but yeah but like november like you can you can play you can play uh national lampoon's christmas vacation starting on thanksgiving and then like that sets the tone like that sets the tone for the rest of the way the next four weeks you're just like yes all right let's go like you're you're full you're filled with turkey and potatoes then you got the movie on you're like all right Let's do it. We're ready. Let's do this. I literally just told you about 10 minutes ago that I'm going to put up Christmas shit the day after Thanksgiving, which is still in <laughs> November to kick off Christmas season. I'll tell you, man. So this is 10 weeks we've done this. And this is the first time that like in real time, I realize I'm getting my ass handed to me. <laughs> Usually I'll feel, I'll feel. You got okay. a skunk pick now. Yeah, like you've I, got, you're going to get a bad pick. I now. am for sure. And, uh, yeah, this is the first time where I, I realize it. Like sometimes we'll do this draft and I'll be like, all right, I like my team. And then then I put it on Twitter and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't like it as I'm staring at it and the votes start to come in a little bit. I can tell you right now as we're drafting this, I'm like, I don't have a very good team. And you're right. So I only got three choices here with, with only 12 to choose from. So based on that only, I'm going to take April. And the only thing I can say good about April, because I don't give a shit about Easter. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I, April is is nicer weather. Okay, so you're kind of out of the weather. You're, you're the worst is behind you, and you, from that point going forward, you only have better weather to look forward to. That's the only good thing I can say about April, and it's not good enough to draft it. However, I don't care. I, there was no chance I was going to draft January or February. I hate January because it's always a new year, new me. The New Year's resolutions yeah. that ain't nobody sticking to. Plus, Christmas is done. The snow's all cute. You know, dreaming of a white Christmas. You get it. And then you get a white January and it's not so much fucking fun anymore. The plowing. over the first day of the yeah, year. Yeah, you're hungover. Yeah. In fact, that's funny you say that because it is a tradition <laughs> with my friends. January 1st, we have our, 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 we like New Year's Eve. We don't do much. It's kind of like more family oriented or, or low mm -hmm. key. And then we drink. And I mean drink on new year's day so new year's day <laughs> january 2nd are always a complete blur to me so my year always starts on january 3rd but anyway i fucking hate january and they don't even get me started on february because it's just miserable <laughs> it's i don't care about valentine's day and aside from that it's just freaking cold and it's miserable and by that point you usually have a sometimes horrible november sometimes it's all right but then you get a cold december a freezing January and you're over it. You're done. You're ready for it to start being nicer. And February mm -hmm. is just consistently cold. The wind chill is always in the teens or lower. So I fucking hate it. So I take April, not so much because I like April, but I took it more out of default. So as I say, you, April, you get stuck with tax day. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck April. It's like a tax day. Fe like February, it always hurts me that February is like February was never going to get picked. Even me selfishly, my birthday is in the middle of February. <laughs> I'm not picking February. Like, like, like the, the fact that February has two has two holidays in it and it's it only has 28 days most of the time is just like, yeah, there, people are just like, yeah, let's just skip. 
let's just skip February. Like, you know, like one of the days is like total corporate, you know, nonsense, love mm-hmm. holiday, but like you get president's day and it's just kind of like, all right, well, there's a Monday. Let's, let's knock that off the list. That's great. Um, <laughs> and then for me, it's like, I, but you know, mine's five days after Valentine's day. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's my birthday and yeah, let's, yeah, let's just forget it. Let's just move on. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the way it always appears. Which is, oh, you know, did you like your birthday? And I'm like, dude, it's, it's 20 degrees out of my birthday. Like, on an average, like it's never, there's never like a fun thing to go outside and do in fe- in the middle of February. It's just like, if you ain't going out to dinner or going out someplace to hang out with friends, like you ain't doing shit. Right. I mean, look, if you're, uh, if you're in the skiing and if you're in the sledding, then people are going to disagree mm-hmm. about the no January, no February. But aside from that, nah, no shot. So to recap here, right? I took July, December, March, August, and April. Joe took September, which is going to crush June, <laughs> October, May, and uh, and November. Uh, usually, I, I I like to have optimism that a poll is going to be close, and it never turns out to be. I'll be stunned, and you never know. I mean, you never know, you, but I'll be stunned. I'll, I'll be stunned if I get more than twenty seven percent of the vote. I'll be stunned if I get more than twenty seven. You, mm. you 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 uh. You drafted I assembled well. a good. I assembled a good crew. You did, you did. <laughs> and I, I, I'll tell you what. So we'll find out the results of this next week. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, yeah, Bills Sabers talk. Uh, we'll reveal the results of this poll. We'll have a new one next Friday, Casual Friday, and again, we will be at Casey's Black Rock Tavern on Amber Street. Follow me on Twitter at Pamoran Tweets or, or follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Yurden. We'll put out some information before that. You guys want to come up. Uh, they got a nice bar like Joe talked about. Really cool place. Come have a couple beers. Maybe get some food. Say what's up to me nice and Joe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'll be doing that next week. But anyway, as always, brother, thanks, thanks for doing the pod, man. Good times as always, my dude. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com